okay, well, like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong and I don't know why it's not working out. And you think it's like a pipe dream in a way. Like this isn't just never going to happen. It's just not meant for me. Maybe I'm just not aligned in a certain way. And you start overthinking and you go down that spiral Mm -hmm. and some people come out of it flawlessly and some people crack under it. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome back for another episode. This week. Has it been hell for you? Because it's been hell for me. Um, I, I think if I see 666 one more time, I'm just going to go <laughs> jump into the Dead Sea and just float away. Just we float really, away. <laughs> we really need to do an angels numbers, like like a numerology episode, because someone well, needs to break down for you why the fuck you see 666 all the damn time. Well, I mean, I, I always say it's because you're an Aries with the Scorpio moon, but... I also think it's going to tie into this episode of I just need to let some things go. I just need to let it go. We've been known that. We've, we've, I didn't need numbers to tell you that. Like, <laughs> that's just like your daily like therapy that you need to be told. That's your affirmation that you need to be told on a daily basis. There, there we go. We're gonna make an affirmations journal, the Gals Guide affirmations journal for you, so you can like just, just gotta like let it all go, channel that energy into something. There you go. We'll market it. We'll merge it out. There, perfect. Perfect. I figured it out. I mean, <laughs> me constantly trying to figure out how to make money, like in some form or another. Listen, it's fine. I mean, money makes the world go round. I mean, do you want to start with your week, um, or should we go with mine? Because I feel like mine is. It, I don't. I don't want to be that person and say my week wins. Um, oh, but your week, your week probably does. Um, you you just you just go for it. Okay, so, um, I. First of all, I don't know how much I want to divulge of what happened this week because I don't know if this person is listening to this show. It is a reoccurring character. If you guys are new, you're tuning in. I, Emily, have dated around a lot. I'm single. Not that this is like a dating ad or anything like that. Single. If you listen to this podcast, you probably don't want to date me, actually. But I, you know, I've dated a lot of guys and we come up with nicknames um, for all these guys. And there's one. He is the star. Not the star, because he's not good. He's he's, like Judas. Judas. I was going to say, he's the one that nobody likes. Yeah. Like he's, you know, yeah. He's not, he's not the star quarterback. We know. We know who the star quarterback is of this podcast. We, we, we definitely me. know. It's me. Um. <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm just over here just like chop liver and You're shit. my linebacker. I literally know nothing about football, so I don't even know what the linebacker I just, does. Can I just be the one that kicks it into the field goal? Sure. If that's what you want I'm to a, be. I, I score the additional points. <laughs> I'm With like your, there to hype yeah. you up. I'm like, woo, yay! <laughs> so a cheerleader? I, maybe I should just be on the sidelines. Honestly, let's be real. Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to get like hurt. <laughs> Anyways, um, so basically, this guy I had dated prior, 
Um, I just don't want to reveal which one I'm talking about. He knows, but I don't want to start anything. Um, it constantly, just continually reaching out. Uh, you probably saw my TikTok I made about this, but um, I just have an ex that keeps reaching out, and like we haven't dated in like forever, and. I'm just annoyed at this point. I'm annoyed when any of my exes reach out. Let, let's be clear. I don't want to talk to any of you, truly. Um, there's a reason you're an ex. But it's, I don't, you've never had experienced this where like just a constant ex just reaching out, berating you, annoying you. And it's just like, leave me alone. Like enough time has gone by where it's valid for you to leave me alone. So mm-hmm. I, that is a daily, that occurred this week. And it's not that he reached out to me. He reached out to a friend of mine, and that was just a boundary that was really crossed for me, and I just did not appreciate that because now you're bringing my friends into this, and that's unacceptable, and I do not tolerate that. Um, so, yeah, that happened, and then I, you know, my my boss has been out sick, and so I've been having to take on extra work um, at my job. And then the other day, I like I didn't rear end a car. I like tapped the car in front of me. Luckily, it was a girl that I knew, and that, that was really frustrating because it, it, was, it was almost a bigger wreck. She slammed on her brakes and like tapped into the back of her. It's just so much drama has happened, and just so much things that have caused extra stress in my life, and I tried to get Harry Styles tickets on top of that, but apparently Ticketmaster wants your firstborn child to get (laughs) Harry Styles tickets. Harry Styles, I don't think he even realizes that he couldn't afford to get his own tickets. I logged into Ticketmaster. They want $1,000 for ear bleeds. I know. I feel like if he knew that, he would be really upset. It is 10 nights in Los Angeles, and you're paying... Ten, like a thousand dollars, and I don't even get to his, see his sweat dripping off of his face. No, ma'am. No. If I'm paying a thousand dollars to see Harry Styles, I better get to make out with him. Like for at I least was one minute. Say, I bet I need to be backstage. I'm not like, gonna be no, in the I'm crowd. No, I'm talking on stage. Make out one minute. Listen, like, if I'm paying a thousand dollars, I'm singing a duet. <laughs> like. That's that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want that man's sweat. Like, I, w- I want to caress his abs. I want to do the whole Shania Twain. Like, I I want that I'm man's... I'm just picturing you with, like, a vial, a vial? like, <laughs> catching his sweat and then wearing around your neck like Megan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone was like, you have better chances of seeing him in West Hollywood. And I was like, honestly, I do. Just keep and- frequenting his breakfast place yeah he'll go oh, there he doesn't go he's there anymore go. he doesn't go he there anymore will. it's, it's he will. full of his fans he does not go to beachwood cafe okay so then what you need to do is just like stalk him and figure out where he goes okay okay that's legal yeah totally well not that i had i like i haven't done it before like with <laughs> other celebrities let's be real how do you think i was friends with alex de Leon for I a bit say, like I, you kind of maybe did that and then you got me in trouble <laughs> I'll apologize to your mother at your wedding. <laughs> Sorry about that one time. <laughs> oh, man. You still love me, right? Thanks. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, so that sounds like the best week possible. Are you just so thrilled that it's Friday? I you came have home plans? on Wednesday. I came home on Wednesday at 4 p.m. And I called you and just was like, it's those days, I poured a glass of whiskey. I was like, it's five o'clock somewhere. I, I don't care. I mean, care. we literally were on the phone for like an hour and 45 minutes. Like, it was, a it was one of film. those. Yeah. It was, 
it was the movie I didn't watch that evening. There you go. I'm, I was I'm sobbing over you. the good doctor and you were like, can I call you? And I was like, of course, absolutely. I'm literally stuffing my face and watching food. I mean, yeah. watching food. What? Watching TV. <laughs> yep. Honestly. Yep. Yep. Um, and then. Oh, Lord. Just all the drama that's happening and like with that, like pop culture, like the depth and like Amber Heard trial that's been going on. Uh. I haven't been watching it like no. I've only been watching it via TikTok, and I just cackle every single time she opens her mouth. It was funny because they brought in a guy from TMZ because like a like she like submitted or something like there was like a claim that she submitted like a video to TMZ like she leaked it to TMZ uh, and she's saying that she didn't. What's funny is I work with the guy who worked at TMZ at the time. And he's oh my like, gosh. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to get like fucking like sued by her or shit like that. But like th- I have insider knowledge and I felt very, very powerful at the time. <laughs> it was great. I was like, this is, this is LA baby. What we do. This is what we do out here. So yeah, it was great. Man. It was, it was cool. Um, just to have insider knowledge, but yeah, I still don't have Harry Styles tickets. My hairdresser does. And I, she was like, I thought about going alone. I'm like, bitch, you don't have to do that. You could have called me. Like, I'm here. Hi. I'm here. Hi. Hi. Besties. But we try to get Harry Ween tickets. Um, what is Harry Ween? Halloween tickets. He was playing in LA on Halloween. Um, Aww. and they call it Harry Ween. Um, that's they, so cute. Thousand dollars. $2,000 for pit tickets. Harry, you are rolling in the money. It's not even him that's charging these prices. It's allegedly um, Ticketmaster and American Express, because they had American Express pre-sale, um, have a thing where like the tickets were set at max $200. But due to demand, the prices do drop will drive up. Like at oh. one point, I logged on, and there was... 2,000 people in front of me. I'm like, there's... there's that's So there's that's no why, way. like, Olivia Rodrigo's were expensive, too. Yeah. Like, that's why they are expensive. He And he's not going to see a dime of that money. Like, you no. know that. Like it, No. So. Mm. How was your week, though? Sorry for, like, therapy dumping no, on you. Oh, you're good. My week was just really chaotic and sad. There's just been a lot of trauma at the hospital, which has been really a hard. A lot of trauma in the world. A lot of trauma in the world, a lot of trauma at the hospital, just a hard week in that retrospect. And then I keep seeing multiples of six everywhere, which is just concerning. Planning a wedding is not fun. Highly do not recommend. Um, It is just like one thing after another that I cannot, I can't keep up and I don't, I would never, ever want to be a wedding planner. So to all the wedding planners out there good for you but I would literally hate my life if that was my job although I, they're in a, they're in a very good industry I must say mm-hmm. these people are these people are making good I money. know one I'm friends with one well they can keep their job because I would never want to um <laughs> let's see what else happened um my dogs are being turds literally there's been 17 tornado warnings and watches there were like four phone call alerts this morning at like three and four a.m. from my work and tornado 
siren warnings. Um, and my dogs wouldn't go to the bathroom outside. So when I brought them in, Stella stared me straight in the eyes and shit in the floor. And I was running late to work. And it's just been one of those weeks where like nothing has gone the right way. I had to go to a podiatrist and have foot x-rays. What the fuck is a podiatrist? It's a a foot doctor. And I had to get x-rays in my feet. And I was literally, literally the youngest person in the building. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt so out of place. And now I have to wear these donut pads on my feet because my metatarsal bone or whatever sack is inflamed and I could possibly get a stress fracture, but I don't have one. And if this doesn't work, then he has to give me a cortisone shot in my foot. And I'm so terrified. My dad gets that in his back. Because once. they're painful. Yeah. My dad has to get it in his spine. I'm like, can't we just knock me out and do surgery? Like, I'd rather you just do that. Like, you, please. No, no, no. That's worse. I know. I'm just really, th- I'm just like, on the bright side of things, I'm just glad it actually wasn't a stress fracture because I don't want to be in a boot for my wedding. Like, I'm getting married in five months. And could you imagine? I, I mean, the boot would be off. You need to get better shoes for your the job. The boot would be off. Well, I, I know. I know. I, I have good shoes. I just have had them for a while, so I need... I need shoes with like a wider toe. I don't know. There's just a lot of pressure on my feet. And I'm walking around and I have to take the elevator and I just feel old and I'm sad. I hate to break it to you, but um, you may need to get nurse's shoes. So I don't think those are going to be comfortable because I had to wear shoes like that when I worked at Chick-fil-A once upon a time. For like a week? For like a summer. (laughs) (laughs) That was the worst job ever. It wasn't. Um, wait, 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 wait. It wasn't your pleasure. I'm I never sorry. said that. I said you're welcome. I was like such they a little say, brat. They don't say it out here in LA. At I all. was such a brat. I was like, you're welcome. Because <laughs> I was like, I hate my life. I was literally washing tables and cleaning trays and taking out the trash. And I like almost hurt my back from pulling out the trash. Like it just wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, so I had to wear them there and I didn't like them. And maybe that's just me being weird, but I just need to find a better pair of tennis shoes. But the only good thing that happened this week was that we booked our honeymoon, which leads into my captivation. What's your captivation? Costco travel. Oh, my God. (laughs) You are such a mom. This is not an ad, but sponsor us, Costco. Sponsored by Costco travel. (laughs) So funny story. We're really hitting it big time with Costco travel, y'all. Funny story is that I didn't even have a Costco membership. So before I could book my honeymoon through Costco travel, I had to get a Costco membership, which is fine. I already have Sam's, but I guess now I'm going to have Costco too. Costco's better. Costco's better. I have a Costco membership. But Sam's has the enchiladas. Does that are did you look did you look to see if Costco had it? I don't know. You realize like Oh, I've only been in a Costco one time in my entire life. I just realized you don't have alcohol at your Costco. No, we live in the North Kakalaki and we don't yeah. have alcohol in our targets like, like you do. Kirkland Kirkland vodka is absolute vodka. It's just private labeled. Like a lot of like their stuff oh, is yeah, just yeah, private yeah, labeled. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can also but, get like huge jugs of it. <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, I'm I've been thinking a lot about alcohol lately. I've been needing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm having a drink after this um, mm-hmm. at my house because I can't afford to go out right now because <laughs> we just spent a ton of money to go to. It's fine. 
Riviera Maya, but I'm so excited and I cannot wait. We're staying at this really nice resort. It's all inclusive. Costco travel was great because we got to do our flight transportation from the airport and book our um, resort all at the same time. And the price was actually like really decent and we got to like upgrade on certain things. So it was really simple and it would have been way more expensive to like do it through the resort and do it like all separate. I'm sure. So, um, and they have so many places on there, which is really cool. So highly recommend if you're going on a trip, even if you're going to like Disney World, I don't know what their Disney World stuff is, but sponsored by Costco travel, sponsored by Costco. No, we're not. Um, no, but that'd be pretty cool because I do like some of their stuff. Like their bed sheets are really nice. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways, that's my captivation. What's yours? Um. So while I will not be able to see him sweat in person, uh, my captivation is Harry Styles. Harry Styles how, is Harry's house. How did I know? <laughs> um. Obviously, <laughs> duh. I uh, mean, it's have you. you listened to the I'm album? Upset. I've listened to it like that's all I've been listening to all week. Oh yeah, on repeat. it's great. It's so, what is so your favorite good. song? I'm curious what yours is. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite song yet. Okay. Um, but I love Grape Juice and I love Little Freak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was very disappointed by Little Freak. Um, maybe that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, yeah. oh, we're getting like Kiwi 2.0. And um, no. Oh, and I really like daydreaming. But uh, I don't know if I have a favorite yet. Daylight also, for- music for a sushi restaurant is a literal bop and a half. Yes. And people are like on TikTok like, oh, this should be your like um, leaving leaving the aisle or introduction to, to reception song. Like this mm-hmm. is a great song. And I was like, you know what? That'd be really fun. <laughs> so mine is right now it's Daylight. Like I really love Daylight. It's probably That's my a favorite. good one too. But I like this album. Because I think out of all his albums, Fine Line, I think, did this, but this has perfected it, I think. It is so cohesive. Mm. It feels like a piece of, like, like a whole piece of artwork. Like, the album itself is just so cohesive. The songs all feel, like, quote-unquote similar to what some people would probably think, but they're, they're not similar. It's just, they just flow very nicely. There's a thematic music theme you can mm-hmm. hear throughout it. And I think, for me, that's one reason why I like albums like Reputation. Yeah. Like, because it is so cohesive of an album. It feels like a body of work. I really love it when artists do albums that feel like a whole like body of work and you just kind of seamlessly go through it. I think that's what really ties me to like certain um, artists and just certain albums because I think his initial album, like the self-titled one, is not cohesive. I do like it. I like a lot of songs on it, but it's not cohesive. A Fine Line was a little bit more cohesive. There were some outliers with it, I think. It definitely had a little bit more like summertime fun. This one just feels very evergreen and it just, um, uh, it just flows really nicely. And, yeah. But I can listen to it any time of year and it fits. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, I always listen to albums from start to finish. Like, mm-hmm. the first time through. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and how I the like, artist attended it, yeah. Right. And, I like, this is one of the first albums that I feel like someone genuinely took me on a journey. Like, yes. I feel like I literally went on this journey with them. And, like, just, like, the emotion and the, like, melodic 
like intonations and all the different instruments Ooh. and like like everything was like yes, words. <laughs> but like I just like like every song had a different feeling, but like you said, like it yeah. all like like folklore. came together. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like Folklore's Taylor Swift is really good at this. And and I was yeah. honestly like pleasantly surprised by this because I like Harry Styles. I think he's a really good musician obviously I think he's an Mm -hmm. amazing singer I think he's Mm -hmm. incredibly talented Mm -hmm. but this was the first like piece of work from him that I was really like wow like this is really good because I really liked fine lines too but this one was just I don't know it was just different and I was listening to it and I was like this feels like a journey to me like I feel like I have just like gone through all of this with him and that's how yes. I feel about like certain artists like Lynn and Stella and Taylor Swift and Maggie Rogers like I have my people that I feel like do that really well mm-hmm. and I was just very like impressed with this album yeah so from like, like a musicality at, standpoint I'm looking at my Spotify and I only have a couple albums downloaded um mm-hmm. or like loved I don't always download albums um but the ones I do have downloaded are this very similar thematic tone where they feel very cohesive. Harry's house being the latest one, positions, um, Ariana yes. Grande. I think that's mm-hmm. a very, very um mainlined album. Malibu Nights by Laney. Um A Touch of the Bee Gets You Up on Your Feet and Out and Into the Sun by Alan AJ um is another one. Uh 1975, self-titles another one. Um folklore. Um Star Crossed by Casey Musgraves. I was going to say Star Crossed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, All these feel just very future nostalgia by Dua Lipa. All these just feel very cohesive. And I just, Mm -hmm. I appreciate it because I can listen to it throughout and it doesn't take me out of a moment, which is, I think, why I like it too. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like, they were all so unique too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they were cohesive and it all like, like it all sounded like Harry, but each song was just like had its own little unique touches. Um, and I was just like, this is just really good. Like, I, mm. I don't know what I was expecting, but like, I was not expecting yeah. that. Like, yeah, it was, I was blown away. And I'm like still listening to it like on repeat. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we have a couple things we want to get into before we get into today's episode. Make sure you guys are following us on uh, Instagram. We do have, um, our page where we're uploading tons of different content and reels at the gals guide pod and make sure you're also following us on our personal socials mine's at emily elise and mine is at hannah nicole adams and if you are listening on apple make sure you hit that subscribe button leave us a little review it really does help us out and same with spotify you can also hit subscribe and leave us a five-star rating it really does help us out gals but let's get into today's episode at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. 
Americans. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. So I kind of want to let Hannah spearhead this whole episode because it's oh something. God. I mean, we both kind of <laughs> do it. We both kind of do it for like for sure. But I mm-hmm. feel like you're worse <laughs> about it than I oh, am. One thousand percent. I feel like I'm the worst person for this <laughs> ever in the history of people. So it's, no, it's not true. But. <laughs> We're talking about overthinking. Yes. Oh, and I, I feel like I overthink overthinking. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm that bad. Ooh, that's, that's the name of the episode right there. Overthinking overthinking. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just, it's so bad. And I just feel like as I have grown, it has just gotten so much worse. Because the expectation in life is just, you know, as you get older, the expectations are higher. You have to juggle more things. You have to do more things. Mm-hmm. You are expected to do mm-hmm. great things with your life. And mm-hmm. literally every choice I come upon, I'm already thinking about the outcome that hasn't even happened. But do you often like go to the negative outcome instead of thinking like oh, the best? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like for my, with my foot, for example. <laughs> I was like, I've got a stress fracture, bone spur, and I'm going to have to have surgery before my wedding. And I went and he was like, your x-ray is fine, <laughs> but it is swollen and you need to do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay, so I'm not crazy. I'm just like going to the, the worst well, possible thing. Well, when you told thing. me, I was like, it's probably fine. When it you is, told but it me- does hurt. Like he was like, he was like, if you keep going the way you're going, like you're going to have stress fracture. Like you need, like you, something's got to give. Fair. But he was like, right now you're good. And I was like, okay, perfect. Like I, I should... The problem is, is like, I just need to make the appointment, go get it done and wait for the answer. Instead, I Google my symptoms and they tell me I'm dying. Which is like the thing you don't, you're not supposed to do at all. Exactly. Exactly. But even with like little things, like I feel like even with like simple tasks at work or simple tasks, like even within like the podcast or like simple tasks as like cleaning my house, Mm -hmm. like I just sit there and I worry. I'm like, Oh well, did I do this right? Or like, should I have done this? Shoot, should I should I go back? Like, should I go back and talk to that person? Should I go back and do that again? Like, did I? And I just like spiral, and I like it's on repeat, and I just think about all these things about how I could have changed it, and I just like sit there and like marinate on something that's already happened that I can't go back and change, and I don't know why, and I feel like. It's just, like, so ingrained in me that, like, I have to be this perfect human. I was going to ask, like, where do you feel like this originated? Especially the worrying because I feel like for most people, worrying, it's so fatiguing in that way. And Mm -hmm. if you just are constantly, like, worrying, you are – I mean, you're just – it's, like, constantly carrying around an umbrella – Mm-hmm. Because you're afraid it's gonna rain. That's oh yeah. The like, like physical representation of it. Because you're just wasting time, also too. Um, and, so, and yeah, I, this is coming from somebody who is neurodivergent. Who literally before we started recording was complaining to Hannah about motivation and the worry and anxiety that comes with having ADHD and everything. So um, I understand not, you know, having that and like you know going with it constantly on a very daily basis mm-hmm. um but yeah like I, that's what i think i wanted to ask is where do you feel like it originated 
from is or like the motivation behind it like is it like a control thing um or perfectionism thing like where do you feel like for you it stems from well I feel like I've always been like super judgmental of myself like I feel like I've always been like super critical and probably had like goals that weren't realistic. Like, I think I just always set the bar so high and I always wanted to achieve like all these things. And when I had situations happen that like were out of my control or like I put my all into it and it didn't work out the way I wanted, then I would like sit there and I would literally replay it back in my head. I'm like, okay, well, how could I have made it better to get the outcome that I have, that I had wanted instead of just accepting it for face value of the fact that like that would just wasn't meant to be at that point. Or, um, you know, there's something better coming in the future. Like I just couldn't ever really, and still struggle with like trying to find the positive in the negative. Like if, if something doesn't happen, like for example, when I was in college, I wanted to be a music major. That was like something that I really wanted. I switched my whole schedule around my first semester to make it happen. I auditioned for the school of music at the college that I went to and I didn't get in. And I was like, my pride was hurt. I felt like I wasn't a good singer. Like all, just like all of the negativity. I was like, what could I have done differently? You know, I almost transferred to a different school because I was like so ashamed at the fact that like, I was in like one of the best acapella groups in the school of music, but still couldn't get in to their program. And so I think I just like was very, I'm very critical of myself. And instead of looking at it from like, okay, well, there's a reason that you weren't in this program because you were supposed to do this path or you're supposed to take this path or something better is coming for you. Or maybe that's just not the right program for you. Maybe that's not going to line up with the goals that you actually have for yourself in the future. And I could never really get there. I just always would like stick to like, well, what could I have done different? What could I do? Like, why, why? I don't know. And I like sit there and worry. I'm like, oh, well, maybe if I had done this, 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 I don't know. I just like, it's just literally a spiral. I have a question. So multiple, uh, first being, I honestly, I do not know this about you or not. Were you a child performer at all? Like, did you perform like as in music, like, all your like seeing all your life like in front of crowds for like in the audience and everything yeah I started I had my first solo ever it, at church on Thanksgiving I'll never forget it was like the weekend of Thanksgiving how old in were you the, in the third grade okay so I was probably seven or eight um and then I was in like elementary school choir and then I had like a big solo in our like fifth grade performance at elementary school and I literally saying like I singing was my life from that Mm -hmm. first solo on Mm -hmm. like I was in Mm -hmm. choirs I was in I always did something with music Mm -hmm. always um so I guess yeah technically I mean my grandma has a video of me when I was three singing in front of the tv to Barney so (laughs) were you on for for because I don't know how church choir works um Mm -hmm. in comparison because I theater background here um were you routinely auditioning for things or was it like so given kind of thing? Like, hey, you're a really good singer, so, you should get you get the solo. Yeah. So no, I would audition. Um, I auditioned to be um a worship leader in our praise band in high school. Mm-hmm. I did that. Um 
I auditioned in like chorus and school and then I did like extracurricular choir activities. So like I would, um, like I got chosen to do some, but I also had to audition for some as well. And like some I got and some I didn't. So it was just, there were a lot of auditions. There were a lot of no's. There were a lot of yeses. There was a lot of practicing. There was a lot of everything. And I loved it. I loved every second of it because I love singing and I love performing. But um, I guess it was a mixture. Like some were given to me um, and some I auditioned for. So it just kind of depended on the situation. Okay. That clarifies some stuff. Because I also wonder, um, I think how – okay, so – how many, like, on an average, like a batting average, I guess you would say, were you doing, like, really, really well leading up in your life? Like, always, say, getting the yeses or, like, getting, like, the solos and stuff, and then finally you got to a point where, like, you were told no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then did you feel like at that point that's when you started getting more critical? Probably. I feel like it wasn't really until high school when I first got – was it high school or yeah, it was high school because I really wanted to go to governor's school, which was like this huge, like big deal. Um, what is governor's school? Cause governor's I actually have school, no idea. Governor's school is at, I can't remember what college it is at. I'm so, so far removed from high school. Um, but it's like where you have to like apply and audition and, um, it's for like all kinds of programs. So they would have, they would pick like the best of the best for science, the best of the best for math, dancing, singing, and you would go and you would stay at a college campus for a summer and you would like be in your area and you would learn all these things and then there would be like a big performance at the end. Um, Is it's the very, governor like, involved at no, all? I, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just confused where the governor my, I, need to, I need to ask my cousin because she went to governor's school. Um but it gave it gives me like raise your voice uh, vibes. Okay, so, all right, that's all you, you had know, to say. That's all yeah. you gotta say. A Juilliard, yeah. Camp Rock, Camp it's Rock vibes. But like, did you like go to Camp Rock and no, not I tell didn't me? Get, I didn't get in. That that was the first. Oh, that was the first the, rejection. I don't know you if that was Demi. The, I don't know if that was the first rejection or not. But that's the first one that really stuck out into my mind because. I was chosen by my choir teacher to audition. And so I filled out an application. I did all this stuff. So I went for this audition. I had to go to Raleigh. Like it was this big old thing and I was so excited. So I was like, this would be so cool. Like what a fun way to spend my summer, like doing something that I love and like getting to meet all these other people and didn't get in. And I was like, I was just, I think more so than upset, I think I was just embarrassed because I was like, I know I'm talented. I know that I have the drive to be here. Like, I know that my choir teacher in high school thinks highly enough to nominate me for this. Like, and I felt like I was like letting people down in a sense. Um, And so, I don't know. I just, it just always would, I don't even know. Like, I just would go into like a bad headspace thinking about it. Cause I'm like, well, maybe like, obviously there's a reason these people said no, like maybe I'm not good enough to do, or maybe I don't have this drive that I think I have. And so I would always like get really down on myself, which would then like cause me to spiral and like, but then I would get pissed off and then I would want to like show them up. So then I would just like do the next thing. Um, which is like the Aries in me. Cause I'm like, screw very, you. Very, very much you. so. If you, I wanted to be like, 
what I wanted to really do when I didn't get into the school of music at the place of the college that I went to, I wanted to be like, screw you. I got into Belmont, Nashville. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted yeah. to be like, screw yeah. you. I could literally leave and go I mean, to Nashville. When I, when I got into grad school, that's what I said. Yeah. Because I got and into so, a top performing so, um, college. Yeah. Part of it, like, like, I think initially I go into that, like, spiral overthinking, what could I have done better? And then something switches in me and I'm like, no, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to like do it myself. I'm just going to go do something different. Obviously I don't want to be there. Yeah. Reason I'm saying all this is I feel like performers, there's two different, um, types of people. Mm -hmm. You either, I don't know, maybe, maybe there's not, maybe I just suppress my feelings. Um, I have been a performer since I was three years old. So I've always been in front of an audience. I started dancing at three, um, started acting at nine, started singing at seven, um, went to college. I did went to high school, did theater and dance, went to college, majored in theater. Um, and when you perform, you have to get used to the idea of no. If you do not get comfortable with the idea of no, you will burn out very quickly because mm-hmm. you are going to hear no more than you will ever hear the word yes in your life. And mm-hmm. a lot of people in um, theater school will drop out because they cannot handle hearing no that often. You can graduate without being in a play from the college that I was in. Um, where I went to grad school at, that's not the case. Different thing. It's a much more competitive program. It's a whole different like setup and lineup. Um, but I mean, where, for films, like you could be a director, you could be majoring in directing and not get a film to direct. Like you, you could not be assigned because they don't think that you're good enough. Um, also after the first year at where I, where I went to grad school after the first year, um, they could say that we don't want you to come back. Like there is the, um, at the end of your first year and it's the same way for grad school. Apparently I didn't know this. Um, cause they, they did ask someone not to come back after your oh, first beautiful. year. Yeah, after your first year, um, yeah, they can decide to invite not because you go in with not having a specific concentration picked in the undergrad department. Um, you're kind of just trying everything out, like from direct, like for film. Um, mm-hmm. Probably all, all the other intensives are the same way too. All the other things, but I don't only know film. Um, like you try producing, directing, screenwriting. You see which one you like the most, and then you yeah. um, when you go in for your um, end of the year review to say like I want to apply to be a director they could say hey that's great um but we we don't want you to come back actually like um you're kicking you out kind of thing um and it really is to weed out like who is oh yeah good not because honestly the people who do they do and not and they rarely does it happen but the people because they're already selective with admissions to begin with but the people that they um do invite to come back. They invite to come back because they see that they can do that concentration. Um, and it's a whole long story. But, um, yeah, a lot of people break from hearing no too often. And I remember seeing people cry because they didn't get um, cast in a play in undergrad. And I, I always was just like, I, would, I, I don't think I've ever cried because I didn't get a role. Um, 
because I was like, if it's meant to happen, it will happen. I know when I go into that audition, I am giving it my all. If you do not like that, then I guess we're not aligned in everything. Mm-hmm. But it was something where I was frustrated because I couldn't understand. I was like, okay, it's not meant to be. This is not meant to be. You gave your all. But why is it not happening still? And you start to, like, you internalize it somehow. And you're just like, okay, well, like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I don't know why it's not working out. And you think it's like a pipe dream in a way. Like, this is not just never going to happen. It's just not meant for me. Maybe I'm just not aligned in a certain way. And you start overthinking and you go down that spiral. Mm-hmm. And some people come out of it flawlessly. And some people crack under it. And I think there's two different... That's why I say I think there's yeah. two different types of artists. It's either ones who literally just keep fucking powering through and that's or there's people who like you know burn out from it they're like i can't keep doing it maybe i just give up maybe i just settle and have a normal life and that's what i'm supposed to do i'm just supposed to be a waiter for the rest of my life or something like that like nothing wrong with that either but yeah no yeah i know what you mean it's it it is a hard industry to be in where you are so constantly hearing no when it's like, just hard to break into that the industry anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you have you have to think like, especially with TikTok now, to see how many individual creative humans are on earth. <laughs> oh, I thought it's you were saying to see how many people are getting films um because they have a TikTok account. That's oh, I thought well, you were gonna go there. But I was seri- gonna say like, like no, that's but like, being a film is not. I'll, I'll say that. I'll oh, no, openly no, no, say no, no, that. No. no, I'm just saying like it's humbling because it's like there's so many people out there oh, that yeah. are talented. So you have to like bring a sense of something different. Like you just have to have something different. And I don't know. Like at first, the nose like got to me, but like I feel like you know as. I mean, how many times did I audition for The Voice after I got told no? How many times did I, uh, you know, like still sing? How many times am I going to continue to sing like and try things Mm. and do it? Like it's something that I'm passionate about. It's something you're passionate about. I don't feel like we're going to be the two people that crack necessarily. Like The reason I brought it all up is because I'm wondering if that's where the overthinking stemmed from or if it was like you were – Were you ever the kid that failed a test in high school? Oh, my God. Like, no, but I got a D on a test one time, and I, I like, had a meeting with my teacher about it because I was so upset. No, like, I— Bitch, I I, failed Algebra 1. I failed a class. No, but, like— Okay, so, like, I have really bad test anxiety. Mm -hmm. The literal graduate program director girl— Mm-hmm. sat in front of me as I cried while taking her test because I, like, couldn't remember things. Mm-hmm. And I, as a, like, 21, 22-year-old – no, I was actually older because I graduated – I was probably, like, 23 or 24, literally sobbing in a grad school class because I was like, I just have such bad test anxiety. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. Like, she saw my flaws. Like, they were – like, I had flaws. Like – I had to study really hard. I'm just terrible test mm-hmm. taker. And she still, like, 
out of all the people in our grad program, I got the graduate student award for the year. And like that, that was like really reassuring to me that like, even though I'm like this anxious overthinking like person, like I put my all into things and I'm a very hard worker. And it's like one of the qualities that I love and hate about myself because I have a really hard time saying no to things because I want to please people. And I think that I get into that, like, okay, well, if I say no to this, like, they're going to think that I just don't care that this is not important to me. And so I don't know, it's like a quality about myself that I love and hate, but I don't even know where I was going with this other than the fact that like, I think that there's a lot of things that I have issues with and overthink, but I mean, it could very well stem from a performing aspect. Yeah. Because, I mean, as a child, like, the only other thing that I did as a kid was, like, play a couple sports until I figured out I love softball. And then even in softball, I was like, well, I'm not, like, I sucked at pitching today. Like, I could have totally, you know, I just, like, would go off on these, like, tangents. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I would go in the backyard mm-hmm. and practice mm-hmm. for hours. Because I was well, like, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> I think when people overthink and they're thinking of what they could have done better, I think sometimes it's it's... I wonder if it stems from approval of something and whether that being like an audience or a judge or a parent and married or schooling, different things like that. I wonder if that's sometimes where a lot of that um, oh, 100%. stems from. I used yeah. to love when people would, like growing up in elementary school, like I would love when like classmates would come up to me like, you did so good on your solo. <laughs> like... It's just like it's the validation. validation. It's yeah. validation. I mean, people, I mean that's, you're what human. that's you're what human. That's what stems. That I mean, it's the same as like wanting people to like your photo on Instagram, wanting people to text you yes. when they get your save yeah. the date, wanting people to oh, invite um, you to things. I, I got get, it. By the way, did you get that? Um, thank yeah. you for validating me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think we all have that sense of validation, and I think that as our life and generations have changed and we have social media where we see everyone doing all these things. And I think it almost sometimes stems to like a little bit of envy, but not like I Mm -hmm. have, Mm -hmm. I have a little bit of jealousy about other people, but it also kind of fuels my fire in the same sense. Cause I'm like, I can do that too. Like, like I can do it too. Mm -hmm. Um, when I see someone else, that I respect who's successful doing something cool. Like it just makes me want to go. I don't know. I get, I get a little bit jealous and then I get like a creative spark. I I think there's a clear definition between perfectionist and a high achiever. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what we need to acknowledge more because someone who isn't a perfectionist sees mistakes as, um, failure and a reflection of like a lower self-worth in a way. It's a reflection on them and not the work or whatever mm, it was. That's a good point. Whereas a high achiever sees like failure as a sign of progress. Ooh, um, that's a really good point. Yeah, like it's every no is just a stepping, st- a learning moment. I was going to say, because like if you, if we all were just really good at our crafts, we would have. We would no just one, all be amazing. We not, there, there would not be jobs. There would, there would be, be no, no jobs. jobs. There would be no like ladder that you climb. Yeah. There would be no creative process. It literally would just be like, you you just immediately write the mm-hmm. best film ever in the entire world that mm-hmm. wins all of the awards. I mean, I would love that. But like, without even having to like, yeah, work towards it and have drafts okay. and have all these people come in. With that being said, 
a high achiever, I think, like enjoys that journey as much as they was the outcome. Whereas perfectionists is only thinking about that end that goal. Outcome, and yeah. if and they have unrealistic goals, and if they're not meeting that, that's what that's failure ultimately. Mm. Um, I think I struggle with this because, like, okay. when I when I'm in the like songwriting process, like I have a and I'm way better about it now because I feel like I've just like written more songs in the past like two or three years than mm-hmm. I had like mm-hmm. when I was first mm-hmm. starting out on the like mm-hmm. journey to record. I would like not want to do any drafts. And I was like, this is so stupid. And then, <laughs> I, and then I'm like, I don't know that then, feeling at all. And then like the, the song that I just did in Nashville with my producer, yeah. like I changed things around so many times. I mean, I had a deadline. I had a hard deadline of like uh-huh. literally when I was getting in the car and driving and had to be there and it had to be done. Mm-hmm. But like, I just went about it in a different way. And I've seen more people like sharing their creative process on mm-hmm. like places like TikTok. Mm-hmm. And it's really inspiring because it's like, oh, even whenever like Taylor Swift's voice memo of cardigan, like you hear what it was at the very it's beginning so versus what it is now. It's so much better in the voice now. memo. It's so much better in the voice memo. I know, I know, but it's okay. It's okay. But like even just like seeing how how different it is, like yeah. is encouraging because it's like I'm not gonna just open my mouth and write a song in the first take like that's just not that's an unrealistic goal and I think I was stuck there for a little bit I was like how are these people just like sitting down and writing a song and then I realized like people take years to finish songs I have songs that are half written from like three years ago that I still think would be good but I just haven't Mm -hmm. come back to them and I Mm -hmm. think that like just realizing that like life in general like it's like part of a journey it's a process you're not going to like meet your end goal in like one day you have yeah. to you have Rome to like was not you, built in a day children Rome as i say not. so like you just have to i don't know like take every day and every yeah. failure quote unquote as like a learning experience and to make it better whatever and, it is and be eager to take risks and learn yeah. from them because if you stay in that comfort zone you are not going to grow Mm-hmm. Whereas, because a perfectionist is going to stay in that comfort zone. A perfectionist is going to stay there because that's where they feel safe. That's where they know that they can do well. But with that, in that comfort zone, in that little circle, you're not expanding. You're not growing. You're not um, achieving more. And because you know, you're afraid to have like, well, if I reach out of my comfort zone, a no could be standing right there. But why are you telling yourself no before you give anybody else the chance to why are mm. you standing in your own way before you even like take a chance that has been my biggest thing that I always tell myself is that while I could sit here and overthink every single outcome that could happen I'm not gonna know until I try especially if I've never done it before like yeah it, you don't know what you are good at and Till you know what you're bad at, I think in a way. Like, I, can I write a mystery show? No, I'm really not good at it. Like, I've mm-hmm. tried, and I, I'm not good at hiding, <laughs> like hiding things. <laughs> like, I want to show you up front, front and center, and like the characters not know what's going on. Like, I like dramatic irony more than I like a mystery mm-hmm. in that way. But that's something that you're good at, and you hone in on that, and people yes. appreciate what you bring to the table. And I think that's the thing to remember too, is that like someone in the world is going to benefit from what you're creating, yes. whatever it is, even if it's yeah. like a book, a movie, 
you're a nurse, like literally in any like job or creative or hobby or whatever, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. somebody is going to benefit from what you are creating. And so just, and not, and not doing it for that, like doing it for yourself first and foremost, but like just remembering that like somebody's going to take something from this. Even mm-hmm. if you don't think it's your best work, that doesn't mean that it's not. Doesn't mean you and shouldn't I think, do it. I think a lot of times people too, like in that are in the overthinking, like give up before they even like give it a chance. I yeah. think that's kind of what you were saying. Like they just like yeah. don't even follow through. Mm-hmm. Whereas like following through is scary and putting it out there is scary and finishing mm-hmm. is scary. But like you're never gonna know what it could be if you don't just like take take that like jump. Like you just have to go in the mindset that you are doing the best that you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. all that anybody can ever ask mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. Because once you let the comparison in, once you let other people's thoughts in, first of all, like I said in last week's episodes, no one's thinking about you. No one is thinking You're about you. You're not special. They're, they're all <laughs> thinking about themselves. Yep. No one is thinking about anything that you're working on. No one cares about anything that you're working on as much as you do. You're the only person who is taking up all that mental space when there's so mm. much more that you could be um alluding to also like overthinking affects your life in so many other ways than you think it does oh my like, gosh it, it affects causes your sleep so much burnout yes it affects your sleep it mm-hmm. incurs anxiety you can get physical shakes from it like mm-hmm. it is something where i have realized that if it's i'm overthinking there's a fear behind it oh that yeah there's a 100%. fear behind it. So I try to figure out what that fear is. Why am I afraid of it? Probably because of rejection behind it. Um, and I will journal it out in a way in order to get it out of my head. And because once it's out of my head and on a piece of paper or something, it's I there's a way that I just allow myself to release it from myself because it's no longer taking up any mental space. It's there physically on a page. Um, and so I, I, I encourage you guys... Uh, to try and do that because I think that it will help some way and to el- eliminate any excessive worry. I encourage you to do that too, Missy. I need um, to do that. I have so many journals that are empty. And just by doing it, like <laughs> I, I identifying like what that fear is. How mm-hmm. can you overcome it? How um, are you comparing yourself to somebody else? Is mm-hmm. it rejection in that way? Are you... Overthinking something that could be solved by having a simple conversation with somebody. Over, overthinking a text. Just send the text. Like I don't. I don't overthink in that area. I just we send know. It. We know. We know that's my category. We know. We know that's where I. That's where I fall. Um, I'm preaching. Mine's to the everything choir. else though. My like emails. If I send an email, I read it like seven times. Finding a note at work, I read it like twenty times. Like I, there's a lot of overthinking. I think more in my like professional life too. I don't overthink it at all. Oh, that's so interesting. Professional and then music. That's where I overthink, I think, the most. Hmm. And then, like, I, what am I going to eat for dinner? <laughs> I overthink, like, in film and aspects like that because I think that I'm constantly learning new things that I would like to implement and think I think that would make it better. I don't know how to, like, stop. And learn um, the things that I want yeah. to learn. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, no, but, like, you could do, we could do this. And it's like, no, don't, because you're going to do too much. Mm-hmm. To where it's no longer Baby good. Steps. Yeah. Baby steps. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's so many ways that overthinking has infiltrated so many people's lives. And I want to encourage you guys to really try to like navigate where that fear is coming from and why, what, what is on the other side of that fear? 
Mm-hmm. And, and what can we learn from, like, what can you learn from Because I mistakes? promise you on the, over, on the other side of that fear is a world of so many more possibilities that I think you can reach. And once, that you, once you're able to analyze it, define it, put a face to it, put a name to it in that way, make like personify it. I'm, I'm being dead serious. Personify it. That's a little monster that's in your head. You are so much more able to conquer that. I th- I've heard of this method before where someone literally named their anxiety. Mm. Like they named Al, like, like, and they personified it. And they're like, Al's just really, you know, driving me crazy today. Like, Al just won't leave me alone. Like, he just keeps, like, saying, like, certain things to me. And it's really just, like, you know, affecting it. And it's like, okay, well, tell Al to fuck off. Like, why yeah. are you letting Al treat you that way? Why are you letting Al speak to you that way? Like, you are so much better. Like, when you're able to personify it, make it a person, like, it feels a lot more attainable to conquer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really yeah. like that. Yeah. Look so. at us. Now we all have homework. Get your journals. Get your pen. Name your Professor anxiety. Emily, I, I have a master's <laughs> degree. Well, you do too. I can be a master's yeah, of this. Yeah, wait. I was like, I, I also forgot. have a master's degree. I forgot you have a master's degree. <laughs> I didn't go to school for 20 years or nothing. We can be professors, okay? I actually have to have a doctorate to be a professor. Uh, see, I, I can have a master's and be a professor. Actually, no, I think I do. I think I do. But yeah, no, we've got homework. Um, name your anxiety. Let us know what you call it. And yeah, I think those are great tips. I think those yeah. are, I think it's things that people maybe don't think about. <laughs> oh my God. Because <laughs> you, you're constantly overthinking everything else. You don't have more room to think about solutions. It's very, it's very valid, but yeah. Yeah. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.